If you love what we do, then please consider supporting Cryptfail on Patreon. Your support helps us grow and to create more content more often. And now, on with the show. Hey everyone, it's Ace. I hope you all have a wonderful weekend. And this week's movie discussion is on Suicide Squad. Wait, the first superhero supervillain movie we choose to discuss is Suicide Squad? Not Iron Man, The Dark Knight, Guardians of the Galaxy, these, you know, wonderful movies? No, Suicide Squad has gotten horrible reviews, anywhere from like a 13 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes to a 40 on Metacritic. And both Ghost and I believe that this movie has good qualities and good parts, but does lack in other areas. We want to discuss this movie and qualify it, you know, as a DC movie. Keep in mind this discussion will have spoilers. Alright, Ghost. So, Suicide Squad. The government puts together a team of dangerous supervillains to form a defensive task force. Their first mission, save the world from the apocalypse. Tell us about the story, what you thought was good, and what you thought could have been better. Everything. <laughs> well, no, that's not entirely true. I'm being a bit, bit harsh there. But the problem... You know what? The reason why I wanted to do Suicide Squad, because in a way... This is a follow-on to Interstellar. Say what? Well, the thing in Interstellar was there was a big thing about the future selves saving the past selves, but the past selves needing to do things to create the future selves. In a way, the entire Suicide Squad story only happened because they formed a team of bad guys. They used bad guys, and even flags like, why are we doing this? Why don't we get cool soldiers or, you know, people that are actually, like, cool and not psychopathic or criminals or whatever? But failing that, they used Enchantress. They formed a team with Enchantress as a key member, and she bolts. And then <laughs> she becomes the main villain of the piece, which Suicide Squad gets formed properly to then deal with. They only formed them to, like, the whole thing happens because they formed it in the first place, and then it, it's just... Yeah, oh. basically you're saying Suicide Squad shouldn't have even happened if they didn't plan for Suicide Squad to yeah. happen, right? Yeah, yeah because... That's an interesting point. If they hadn't have used it Enchantress there wouldn't have been that massive event that happened in the city. Uh, it's like, you guys created this monster. Mm -hmm. Literally, in this case. Mm -hmm. So I had a problem with that. Like, the overarching idea was not, not cool. Enchantress, I don't mind. But the concept that they created, the fact that she's on the team and she bolts and then she's the main villain. Yeah. I, I think there's a problem with that. Yeah, it was, I don't know, it was It was unexpected. I, I didn't really think she was going to turn to the bad side. I mean, I assumed that maybe one of them might, but I didn't assume that that person would become the overall villain of the movie. I thought there was going to be problems with trying to keep them in line, of course, because they're all super villains. But uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was definitely unexpected that Enchantress just becomes the super villain all of a sudden. The whole time at the beginning, actually, I thought it might be the Joker just because, you know, every movie that has the Joker or every story that has the Joker, he's the bad guy. Um, so what do you think 
about how the team kind of came together, like their introductions and, you know, how they fit together. The actual intros I thought were fantastic. Mm-hmm. The way they, they showed each of the each of the characters and their, their connections mm-hmm. and using the head of the the prison security force. Yeah. Uh, dude's a total asshole, but that was the yeah. point. Yeah. Although the prison itself is, I guess in a way, they it was sort of meant to be like Guantanamo in a way, but it was pretty dodgy, that prison. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But I thought the actual intros of showing each of the main characters was really cool. Yeah, I, I thought the theme music for each superhero was a bit overdone. Like, it seemed like... You know, each one of them had a random song, pop culture, or rock and roll that they used for um, yep. them. Yep. That was that was a little bit too much, in my opinion. But otherwise, I, I thought it was uh, well done. So what do you uh, also think about, you know, Batman and The Flash? Basically, their scenes, them showing up for a few moments. I loved both. I actually, I've never been a huge Flash fan, but I like... The guy they've got playing the Flash, I yeah. like the take they've got on him. Like a lot of the time, he's a very scientific, very uh, confident kind of individual. Whereas this time, we have a Flash who is confident in his abilities, but not confident in anything else. Yeah, yeah, which is different from the yeah, movie. and that's it's like in the trailer for uh, Justice League when Bruce Wayne meets him. He's yeah. like, you, 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 you're signing up just like that? And he's like, yeah, I need friends. <laughs> and I really like how he is. And it was a tiny, tiny cameo for him because he catches Boomerang. But I, I just liked that he was there. It also, it did say that this is part of the greater DC universe that they're doing. So I thought that was cool. I loved the Batman bits. In yeah, some ways, there. I thought they were the best parts of the film. I loved the whole bit with... Deadshot when he was just walking with his daughter and just Batman silently lands behind him and you know he spins around with the with the gun and his and you know, Batman's like what are you gonna do with that just a little bitty gun you're not gonna be able to do anything with that and he's like why because I'm Batman yeah <laughs> I just thought that was great I thought that whole sequence was like really cool the Harley one straight after with the Joker was a little bit sort of a bit more jarring in a way, but it was still cool. You saw the Batmobile again and uh, the, just the way he pulls her out and the Joker's just, you know, racked off and left her. But I liked his sequences. Uh, the only thing I want out of Ben Affleck was when he he said after Daredevil that wearing these suits was the most humiliating experience he ever did. So now he's Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he's never really, like... I get that there was stuff that in that Daredevil movie that created, obviously, some angst for him. But I've not seen him actually really answer to the fans in that. Because some of the stuff he said about doing the Daredevil film, if you were a fan of Daredevil, and I'm not saying the, 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 the movie as much, but the character, it was kind of rough. I mean, his movie was in that period before the superhero movies really took off again. So... You know, it's just he's never really... Because when it's like, um, he's Batman, it's like, really? After wearing suits was humiliating? Mm-hmm. Okay. But I actually think he's a really good Batman. I was not sure how he was going to do it. 
I wasn't sure how it would sort of fly, but I was willing to give him a go, and I actually like him. I wish they'd give him bigger ears. I don't like the short ears. I've always liked the big pointy ears, but other than that, I think he's quite a good, um, quite a good Batman. And his sequences yeah. were short, but I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah, they were powerful. And it was cool that, you know, he was the one that in the end caught the super villains to bring that team together, at least one or two of them. Yes. Uh, the one thing that I found funny was why didn't they, you know, just use Batman, the Flash, and Wonder Woman to stop anything bad from happening in the first place, right? And I think the movie didn't really do a good job of making this understood. Basically, all they really had to do was give Batman a supervillain that he's dealing with and Flash and Wonder Woman their own problems and then explain that, you know, this is the last group that we can come to and, and make a team out of to save the day. So that was something I really didn't understand in the movie, but... Uh, well, the easy answer is uh, making Justice League. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think that's I think that's the problem, right? Of why I was at the start, I said they were using bad guys, or you said they were using bad. Guys. That's the problem. I think an anti-justice league, which is what this is, is what it should have been. Yeah, an anti-justice league, or you know, obviously not. I'm sure there's actually a, a time in the comics when these guys have all come together, or, or at least some of them, to do something like that. And I think that would have been a good. That would have made a good film. Villains yeah. being villains, without necessarily Batman, without them actually failing. Yeah. That that actually brings me on to the next point, which uh, I wanted to talk about was, there's two major points uh, that I wanted to talk about when it comes to this movie. The first one was that this movie had a lot going on for it, right? Yes, it did. You had five people who make up the Suicide Squad. You had the Japanese girl who's like a samurai ninja. Katana. Um, yeah, Katana. And you had um, Colonel Flag. Yep. You had Amanda Walter. You yep. had the two supervillains. And finally, you have the Joker. And for all these individuals, you're trying to tell a story. And that's where I think this movie ran into some problems. It is very hard to try to tell individual stories for each one of them. I mean, you had a love story going on. You had a daughter and father story going on. You had a another love story happening with the Joker and um, Harley. And if that's the one you thought of first, then the other one was um, with Colonel Flagg and, and June. Enchantress. Yeah. yeah, in June. And then you have, you know, Amanda Walters' own, like, conflict that she has where she thinks that the only way to protect the U.S. or the world is by getting these criminal minds together and trying to form a task force out of it. So it's a lot of storytelling to tell within like an hour and 45 minutes or however long this movie was, right? So that's one thing that I felt that may have thrown off the movie for some people. I, I the, Well, one of my major points is I think we had two different movies and that was the problem. Mm-hmm. I think we shouldn't have had Joker in this particular film at all. I think there was a yeah, solid... I was going to say that too. I think there's a solid film with him and Harley centered at least for some of it, maybe even half of it in Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. 
and her infatuation with the Joker. That that transition and then the love story, if you could call it that, um, it's a bit more of it. The problem, uh, and I felt this actually released. This is I thought these were great. This is a slight tangent, but I thought these were great. There's a coloring book series which is actually graphic novels, and you color it yourself. Brilliant, mm-hmm. brilliant ideas. And they did one on Joker and Harley. And when I was reading it, the problem I had with it was, I was like, wow, this is actually a very abusive relationship. And I can understand why some people don't like that relationship, because it does come across like that. And there is a concern that a movie with those two really does. Now, they cut out, apparently. There is in a trailer. Uh, when she did the bike stunt in front of his car, and she'd walked up next to him. He hits her. He hits her hard, right in the face. Yeah. They cut that out of the movie. It's not in there. But it was yeah. in one of the trailers or one yeah. of the special features or something like that. But they, there's footage of that where he, he did it. And it's like, it's yes, it's the Joker. And he will he will torture and kill equally. He's that creature. He is insane. But I can see why people look at it sometimes and go, maybe you shouldn't do all of what he could be like because it can cross a line from being that dastardly cool villain that we can still be horrified by to something ugly and i think it's important not to make the joker ugly yeah if you know what i mean like there's a difference he can he can be horrific you can look at him and go like damn you know that guy he's not right and he's got to be mentally twisted that's right you can do that and he can be cruel mean and nasty and all the stuff that is in there but you you still want all of that within a comic book context mm-hmm. you don't want it in a, in a real life context you don't want to be looking at him and going like man the guy's just like a really abusive boyfriend with white yeah, paint it's, on his face it somewhat felt like that in this movie right yeah That's there, there wasn't there was an element of that yeah um and also joker scenes are you know in movies and comics they're always very strong there's you know reason for him to be in that story in this movie i wasn't really sure why the joker was there yeah it was i guess he was there for harley but for other than that i just don't understand his character yeah no i think Uh, there should have been a film with him him and yeah i'm not even really talking about you know the acting in the way yeah yeah yeah. no no totally totally yeah he portrayed him but just why his character was there in general and uh the other thing that i was going to say um and i know this discussion has kind of been like a tangent but um uh the other thing i was gonna say was that this movie was a lot like the avengers if we didn't know about the backstories of iron man the hulk door um and who's the last one captain america that movie would probably not have been as good. We knew the backstories. We had movies before the Avengers came out. That's kind of how I felt about this movie. Like you had a team that was put together and it seemed like we had to know about these characters beforehand. Yes, we know a little bit about them through comic books and through movies in the past. But really, I mean, a lot of the public nowadays, like me, have started watching after, you know, the first Iron Man movie that came out you know, I think like seven years ago or something like that, and The Dark Knight. So what we know of these characters is from that time period onwards. The deeper fan base probably knows about them, and that could have actually been even harder for them because they were portrayed in a different way. So if this movie was 
had a setup for it, I feel like it would have been a much better movie. Yes, yeah, I, that's the thing. I think that we had two movies there. The one that we got, and I think they should have taken all the Joker sequences. They should have just made a Joker and Harley film. That whole, all those little elements they showed us, her losing her mind, becoming infatuated, falling madly in love in that insane, crazy way, becoming the, the clown prince of crime with his queen, mm. and all that stuff should have been one movie, and then we had this one. Yeah, yeah. So, out of all the people that were in this movie, who's your favorite character? Or who's the character that, you know, you find mo- most entertaining in the movie? Joker. Do you have one? <laughs> yeah, okay, Joker. you do. <laughs> you do. Which, so, it is Joker. He should, have been in, he should have been in a different film. But, no, I thought he was... I think he was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. there's, there's moments... And that's a very different viewpoint, right? Most people actually thought, at least from reviews and, and other forms that I've been reading, people thought... He was a terrible Joker. Well, so it's I, interesting re- that I think. think a lot of people, like most of my friends, convinc- like look straight away to Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. I refuse to. I mean, I love Dark Knight. It's my favorite Joker. If you put, say, who's my favorite Joker of all time? Heath Ledger. Yeah. But that wasn't the point of this. And why come into this film and sit down and get your popcorn and have it come up on the screen and go, he's not going to be Heath Ledger? Yeah. You know, that's that's a given. That's already sorted, right? So I tried to look at him within the context of the movie that we were given. Or not the movie, but the setting as they were now sort of putting it forward. This is a much more comic book setting than the Dark Knight era, which was much more realistic. There was yeah. not a single superpower that I can remember in any of those movies. Yeah. Except for maybe the reference to Rath al Ghul, with, you know, because he had the the pool, the Lazarus pool. But other than that, all the villains were using either chemicals like Scarecrow, the Joker was very human, Batman was very human. There wasn't anything supernatural, anything supers in it. So (laughs) I wasn't prepared to compare the two. This was a comic book movie, true, old-fashioned, 2D, four-color comic book that you opened up and it's going to be a 3D motion picture sort of thing yes so that's what i went in for and i think within that context he was very good there's a few things here and there that i thought were a bit okay not quite as as good but i thought he was menacing i thought he was had presence which the joker has to have yeah i thought he was funny in his level but not as funny as some of the others which was good he was much more that there was a certain menace to him that was different to some of the others yeah. You know what I mean? There was a level like when the I love the scene when he go they they bring the prison security guy in. Mm-hmm. And he comes in and he like slaps his arms and he jumps and he like sits in his lap. All through that there's a level of you don't know how screwed you really are. <laughs> and yeah. I thought that he portrayed that side of it really really well. Yeah. So and- but if I have to take him out of the picture and say, who was my favorite of Suicide Squad? I'd say, in a way, Deadshot or Katana. Okay. Okay, and why is that? Well, Deadshot had the most depth of any of the characters in the film. Yeah. Although, he was he was very Will Smithy to me. I don't know if that That's you know, makes sense to you, but his lines, like his jokes, like the Phil Jackson triangle joke, and just the way he acted. I know he is Will Smith, but he was very will smithy like i feel like the same type of humor he had in iRobot is the same kind of humor i saw in oh, he, he was warming up for bad boy 3 
Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. That's the only reason I thought Deadshot's not really like Deadshot to me. It was more like, well, Smith is, you know, the character. And sometimes that's not bad because we see that with Iron Man. Yeah. I can't remember his name. I don't know how I forgot it. Downey Jr. The, yeah. When you look at Iron Man, I really think of Downey, right? I don't think of that's probably the way Iron Man is. It started to be like, that's how Downey Jr. is, right? Yeah, Robert yeah, Downey yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, sometimes it could be a good thing. But in this movie, I felt it was he, Deadshot was very Will Smithy. I liked Katana because she felt to me very much like I remembered Katana. Angry, broken, amazingly skilled. And very principled. Mm-hmm. So I thought she did a, a, a good job at, at what she had to do. Although in a way, she was I felt she was slightly misplaced because the whole point of putting the Suicide Squad together was she's like, we can have a team of really cool bad guys who can do really cool things. And I don't know if we can do that with good guys. And then I'm like, well, there's your precedent. You've just done it. Here's Katana, a good guy who's brilliant and is working with you already. So I'm like, okay, there's a bit of a problem. I thought yeah. there, but I thought she was awesome. Um, she looks also like she's meant to. The, yeah. I mean, okay, hers is simple, the mask and the sword, but still, it's she felt Katana. You, I didn't, you wouldn't have looked at her and gone, who the hell is she meant to be? Yeah, I agree with you. She's, she's awesome. The one point that I want to make about her character was that she was kind of there to keep the Suicide Squad in line. Right. Yeah. And the whole time I'm thinking, can this one woman stop all five of these supervillains? And I guess it makes sense when you think the device that was in each of them, like, you know, they could pull the trigger or push the trigger and then they all blow up. So they're already in line. And then really, she just needs to hit them in the head once or twice and then, you know, remind them that their lives are on the line. So it's fine. But at the same time, it was like, I thought, I felt like they needed more people to have that role or just not have katana and just use the bomb more often um i actually thought my favorite character was harley and i didn't think i was going to say that she was excellent i'll, I'll give it i'll give that to you I'll, yeah because she, she her new york accent wasn't as thick as you know i'm used to harley having yeah. like it, it kind of started just being a regular english or american accent right and then sometimes i would hear the new york yeah twist in it other than that i thought she did a good job like she tries to play off of people's histories and their feelings and their emotions um just to like kind of protect herself right and that's kind of what we saw in the movie and then she's just mentally crazy she's bats in the head right yeah yeah totally i thought i thought that was pretty cool uh that's why i think harley was probably my favorite character in the movie as far as the person that I didn't like the most was Boomerang, probably. Or even Croc, because I was not sure why... Uh, is that his name, Croc? Yeah, Killer yeah, Croc. I wasn't, yeah, Killer Croc. I wasn't sure why he was in the film either. Like it, In the sense that I know he's a supervillain, but he didn't seem to have a purpose. He just kind of aligned with the team because he was their guinea pig yep. or whatever. You know, like he was just there. Um, and then Boomerang, like... I don't know, maybe in the comic books, I don't know very much about him, but just the way the movie took him, it didn't seem like he was strong or a supervillain or anything like that. Just just seemed like he was a regular robber that they brought onto the team. I think the problem here 
Okay, one thing I, I will say about Harley that I like, apart from her costume, although I did like the little glimpse, and I don't know if it's in the regular theater release, but in the uh, I got the extended version, and there is a scene where she's wearing the uh, Batman animated costume in the actual Harley, the Harley Quinn oh, okay. costume, which is okay. cool. They were dancing. It's only it's really short, but they did it. So I thought that was cool. But she also calls him Mr. J and Puddin. Both things straight from the Batman animated yeah. uh, TV show, which I thought they were nice touches to have brought from where she, her character originated and then have that in the film. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Boomerang, I had a couple of problems with, like, as an Australian, I don't know what the hell he was. <laughs> I agree with you, and I'm not even Australian, so yeah. Um, I thought the damn... My Little Pony, his unicorn. I thought that was hilarious uh, mm-hmm. that he kept with yeah, him. Yeah, having you know. some weird attachment yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really understand his character. Uh, what His name is Boomerman or something like Boomerang. that? Boomerang. Yeah. Okay, Boomerang. So I, I think um, Scuzzball will probably love his character, and he probably loved the, the pony aspect. But the other problem, in a way, and I don't actually blame him for this. He's more, uh, as he said, uh, uh, he, he sort of described himself as a like a resource relocation specialist or something like this. And that's sort of yeah. more what he does. He's a thief. Yeah. And that bit in the bar, when he finally speaks his mind, he spoke his mind at different points, but when he really speaks his mind and he looks at Harley and he says, you're really ugly on the inside. You're all you're all hotness on the outside, but inside you're really ugly. Something really like that ugly. he says. Yeah, yeah. And I and I went for me right there, that was the problem. Mm-hmm. She is really ugly on the inside. Mm-hmm. So's the Joker. Yeah. And they sort of diffuse that by saying, except for Croc. He's ugly on yeah. the outside too. Yeah. But yeah. that's the thing. Boomerang, from my understanding, was a bit more like Catwoman. Steals a lot of crap, but doesn't kill. Yeah. Harley is insane. She will torture and she will kill and she will murder your kids if that's what the Joker wanted. Yeah. And the team was mixed of these loony psychopaths. Yeah. And then on the other side, guys like Boomerang. Who, yeah, and Deadshot even. And yeah, in in yeah. Deadshot in the in the animated, it's a lot more. I'll kill anyone. It's fine. I don't. Not psychopathic, but he's just a lot more villainous. He had. I think he a lot of yeah. time he's drawn with like a, a pencil thin mustache and sort of a slightly swashbuckling sort of maniac. Whereas yeah. in this one, he's like, I kill for money because that's what I'm good at, and the only way. But he has a conscience in a way. He starts to... You see it yeah, mainly... he hesitates against uh, when he tries to shoot Harley. Or when they tell him to shoot Harley, he hesitates right there, right? Or he makes a decision, at least, that I'm not going to kill her even for... Money. Well, even even with with Flag, towards... He's like... He's basically... He doesn't say it, but he's sort of like, I still don't like you. You know, you, I still think yeah. you're a jackass, but I've got your back. He's... Yeah. And like she says, oh, you're a sellout, you know, I'd kill everybody. And if we all get killed doing it, I don't care, you know, let's have this, you know. But he's sort of like, that doesn't help my daughter. And yeah, I think Flag didn't say it, but he sort of got that. I think that Deadshot understood that when Flag's like, we're trying to stop this destroying the whole world, which includes your daughter. 
Yeah, and I think that's partly also because of what I was saying earlier. He, you know, his character is more Will Smithy than Deadshot. Like, and they have to make Will Smith look like you know more of a badass, I guess, and more like Will Smith. So, I think that's why Deadshot had some of the characteristics that he had in this movie. I will say Will Smith worked amazingly hard on his gunplay. Yeah, he did. Those two scenes were awesome. Uh, the first scene where they show him practicing and he pulls out, you know, each gun, starts shooting at the cardboard targets. That scene was really awesome. And then the scene where they, where we first get introduced to the aliens or the zombies, and Will Smith's or Deadshot starts to take them out. That scene's really cool too. Yeah, he's he's spot on. When you see him with that the assault rifle or <clears throat> carbine. And he's swapping. He's going like boom, 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 and it's direct and it's really like well done. It's not just yeah, yeah. yeah I, I give him lots of props. He practiced he, the hell out of that. Even the way he's acting, yeah, yeah. It looked kind of robotic in the way he was aiming at yeah. his targets, which was cool. Um, and that's one thing I w- do want to say about the story. It did have scenes every like fifteen minutes or twenty minutes into the movie. Um, every fifteen twenty minutes, where there was an awesome scene yes. that kept you watching the movie for longer and then you would have another scene you know 15 20 minutes and it kept you watching so that was good so what did you think about the visuals in this movie i think they relied heavily on cgi and that in itself isn't bad because a lot of movies do but some of the cgi stuff was truly spectacular i loved when they called enchantress the first time and june puts her hand on the table and enchantress's fingers interlock with her from below and then flips over and enchantress is there i thought that visual that that scene was cool that was amazing i thought that was brilliant i thought some of the other bits here and there were great but i thought her brother looked obviously cg he didn't have the same smoothness that existed for other characters and other situations uh the explosions were pretty good things like that that were obviously cgi but then you'd have something else like one of the things i laugh every time i look at it because it's not her fault and it's only i'm only laughing because i'm picturing it without the cgi and it's when enchantress is standing on her platform and she's sort of powering the spells to create her war machine that she's making and she's she's ba- she's kind of dancing and if you if you watch that scene and, and imagine none of that cgi around her she's doing yeah. the twist yeah and I, yeah. they would have had to have done that scene 50 times because i don't know how she or anyone else on set wouldn't be laughing that yeah that must have been a silly scene for them to work out because you're right there there must have been nothing around them there was a couple of things with the visuals I noticed that made me laugh. One of them was when they destroy the satellite. Mm-hmm. Because what made me laugh there was, and this is, I think, only because of the way I think, but it happened on the big Department of Defense screens. They got the screens and you see the satellite blow up. And why I thought that was hilarious is because I thought for them to see the satellite blows up means that they have another satellite that's looking at the satellite that just got blown up. <laughs> yeah that's true (laughs) Uh, I also thought that choppers in general are the safest things to be in Uh, we have at least three of them crash in this film and if you were anyone of note you survived no matter how bad the crash was yeah that was that was pretty silly I I noticed that as well Uh, but the choppers did look cool when they were going down yeah 
They did. That was visually, you know, it was exciting. So there's times I just didn't think the CGI was as good as some other movies that have come out. And I'm not going to say Star Wars because that's a bit unfair. I mean, the, the time yeah, Star money Wars, it has a lot of money. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. It's unbelievable backing. Um, so it's hard to look at Star Wars and just say, oh, well, it's not as good as Star Wars when it came to CGI. Okay, fair enough. You know, that's not a good example. But it didn't feel quite on par with some even some maybe contemporary movies at times. Sometimes it did and it weren't, there's nothing wrong with that. But then the no, next... It was- but then he had okay. that bit, the brother. I think he was the one that really caught with me because he really did look CG. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a... I think it could be compared to another, you know, Marvel movie or DC movie. Like, I don't think the CGI was much worse than, say, something like Avengers. No. The scenes were more massive in Avengers. Like, you had much more going on in one scene. But just as far as, like, making things look realistic, uh, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, but maybe that's the trick maybe they didn't play to their strengths like if you know that you've you can do certain things with the cg department that you have or the budget that you have then maybe marvel does a better job of going what can we do that would be cool then within that con those confines rather than let's do this and not have it work out as good like i think that they really maybe i would have not freaked if her brother wasn't cg if he was that just an actual the black dude that she sort of yeah. takes over put him in armor like yeah, a and, costume. and yeah. yeah the costume i would not have and then the cg for his effects that he does you know and that i wouldn't have freaked at that now maybe there's a reason and maybe there's some dc fans that say no he's meant to be 12 feet tall if it is fair enough but otherwise i'm just saying for me if they'd have done it used him and just cg'd elements around him maybe that would have looked better and i would i wouldn't have minded yeah uh, I do know that you wanted to talk about what you call DCism, and I'll let you explain that. Do you want to talk about that right now? Yeah, I, I think that I think the problem has happened with DC films because, in a way, some of them have been so good. Mm-hmm. And I'm basically for that is the Christopher Nolan three. And I think what happened there is with Marvel, they always sort of made popcorn films. Even the first Iron Man and the Spider Mans and Avengers and all that, they are basically just popcorn films. You know, mm-hmm. you, you go have a good time, you sit down, you have your popcorn, you watch the screen, you have a couple of hours of entertainment, and then you go with your friends and have a burger or something. There's nothing There's nothing deeper to them. Yeah. Christopher Nolan went, I want to do Batman, and I want it to be real. What would it take for a guy to do this? And what kind of, what, what effect on a city could he have? How could he change things? How could he do things? What kind of villains would come from it? So it's very realistic and it's very gritty and it's very powerful stuff. And I think the problem became that after that, DC sort of went, those were amazing. They're fantastic. We're so good that you know, and happy that he made them. Now we want to make some sort of DC films, which are popcorn comic book films. And I think people look at them, not everyone, but I think people are looking at them a bit and going, even if it's subconscious and not always direct, but sort of going, it's not like Dark Knight or it's not like... Gotham. Yeah, 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 exactly, right? And I think that that's causing a problem because it's cool now to dislike a DC film. I'm not surprised any time a DC film gets a really low score, like on Rotten Tomatoes. It's almost like it's, yep, DC film coming out, we're going to give it a low score. Yeah. And I don't think that that's a cool a cool Mindset. thing. Yeah, especially people my age rather than your age. Mm-hmm. If you want to have a laugh and see where we existed when it came to comic book stuff, 
search the original Captain America movie. The trailer might even be on YouTube. And I'm not okay. talking the one with Chris Evans. I'm, you, it, this is way back. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It's spandex and shocking. It's B-grade to the max, you know. <laughs> That's what we yeah. had. That's what we had. Now, it's cool. Nerdism has hit a whole new level. And all the stuff that, you know, we loved as kids that when I was at school and that we were considered the outsiders and that now it's considered mainstream and they're doing huge amounts of of money and it's become cool to complain about stuff and there's a certain cynicism in all of that when it comes to the DC stuff and I kind of feel sometimes you have a look at where we were you have a look at some of the films that existed way back when when it came to these comic book stuff we're in a golden age you know what I mean and yeah I, I think that yeah, I'm not defending Suicide Squad as a great film mm-hmm. because it's. But not. if you take that mindset, right? You but if you that take that popcorn. mindset, I've watched yeah. it twice. I watched it mm-hmm. once when I bought it, and then I watched it once when we were going to do this discussion, and I wanted to look at it more clinically, sort of thing. And both times, I didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. love it. That was the thing. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. And I got. I watched it two times. And got through it, wasn't bored, didn't hate it. Could it have been better? Yes, it could, absolutely, in so many different ways. But at the same time, if I think back to where we used to have these when I was a kid, this movie is definitely well on the right track. It needs to be improved, it needs to be sorted, but it's so much better than what things used to be. Yeah, and... uh... 13 out of 100 on Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, that's ridiculous. And I'm not, it's not just Rotten Tomatoes, right? I've seen so many scores like this for this movie. And I think, you know, saying it's like a C grade movie or something like a 70 out of 100, a 60 out of 100 is fine. But yep. something that's like a 13 or 20, like, what does that even mean? I'm not even sure what that means. It's yeah, like, I, 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 that's it's, what I mean. I, I, people... If you're going to say it's a 13, just say, you know, it's a ridiculous movie. It's, you know, you exactly. Don't want to review it or something like exactly. that. Exactly. But... That's what I'm saying. Surely it would not take long of looking through catalogs or thinking back to find a movie that is truly, truly terrible. Mm-hmm. And that's not this. Yeah. I always bring up 2012. I mean, other than, you know, the visuals, that movie was pretty, pretty bad. Like, it was probably one of the worst movies I've seen. And I heard some people speak about The Room. I haven't seen that movie, but I've heard it's like one of the worst movies ever as well. And Suicide Squad's not one no. of those kind of movies. Like, it's it's enjoyable just to watch as a action-packed, somewhat of a comedic movie, too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's got some good lines. Boomerang, when one of the guys is sort of talking about Harlan, he walks up and he's like, she's a rabbit hole. Don't go down. Yeah. That was a great line. Yeah. I like the Jokers. You let me in a black hole of rage and confusion. I thought that was great. It's got moments that are great. 13% is toilet paper. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure we could find movies that you would actually, you could find that I mean would hit 13%, that you would be like, oh, wow, this is insanely bad. Yeah, But that's not this film. It's not insanely yeah. good. That's the thing. I'm not pushing it in that direction. I'm not saying, no, you should love it. It's great. No, it's not. But it's not 13%. Yeah, yeah. 
for sure. So that brings us to, you know, the final outcome for this movie, I guess. Where would you put this movie? Would you put it on the, I would definitely buy this movie? I would probably rent this movie, you know, watch it a couple times. Is it just a one-time uh, watch? Or is it you can live on without watching this movie ever and, and be fine? This will actually make your life worse if you watch it. For me, I, it's funny, right? Because my review is different to what it's actually going to be. Meaning, mm -hmm. I've watched it twice and I bought it. Mm -hmm. And my opinion on this is stream it. Yeah. Once. So I bought it and watched it twice, and I'm telling you to stream it and watch it once. Yeah. That's how I feel. I feel like this is a movie you could stream and, and watch once. It's probably not going to be a movie that you're going to watch many times. But I do want to ask you this. Are you disappointed with buying the movie? No, because I didn't no. hate it. And it's yeah. just, it's a. I might come back to it, not for a while now, because I've watched it twice within a reasonably short period of time. But I can see myself in a year or, you know, a bit, just pulling, it, just pulling it out and I might not watch the whole thing from start to finish necessarily. I, I probably would. But even if I just watch some of the scenes that I actually enjoyed more overall, you know, I, I might do some of that. Some of the stuff I, I, I did find funny. Rick, you know, Colonel Rick, uh, always being the damsel in distress. I started jokingly calling that capture the flag. And the thing is, even a movie like Avengers or Guardians of the Galaxy, I love those movies and I would buy those movies and I would say to buy those movies right but the thing is that even then i've only probably watched them twice yeah. maybe three times yeah. I've, I've seen this movie twice as well so it's it's not too far off in my opinion it's it's a, you know it's the second tier movie but uh, i would say you know you can rent this movie and enjoy it with your family yes once but uh i wouldn't really find myself watching it again go in if it's on Netflix and you have it or a streaming service and you have it or you've rented it and sit down with your family and have some popcorn and just go, I'm just going to go with this and I'm not going to be cynical about it. Yeah. I think you'll have an okay time. Especially for kids. I mean, kids yes. don't, you know, overanalyze movies like adults do and they just look at a movie and it's like, oh my God, there's explosions everywhere and people fighting and, you know, it's super villains and super. Yeah. Heroes, and, it's, so. and it's not R rated, you know, it's not, although the Joker is menacing and Harley is just as bad. That comment, she's ugly on the inside is spot on and a hundred percent accurate, but mm -hmm. they don't actually do anything really bad that would send kids that you, you would go, oh my God, don't watch that. You know, he's going to really torture this guy in a. Yeah, that doesn't. There's nothing like that in the movie. Yeah, he does electrocute her a bit, but it's it's still quick and not in detail and not horrific. It's not done like with horrible screams and you're like, oh, oh yeah, okay, this is not cool. It's all comic book. Yeah. So there's nothing. It doesn't get into that pit of darkness of that you'd be like, yeah, okay, you know, you're. I think it's PG twelve, and I think that's fine. Yeah, sometimes a, a series like Gotham is actually harder to watch for kids, right? Because it's more storytelling. It's kind of like a mafia-type series than compared to something like this. Yeah, I think that's basically what I had to say for this movie. Do you have anything else to add? Only that from a music point of view and the original soundtrack, buying it, most of their intro songs, which you said you thought were a little bit heavy, I really like. 
But I like that a lot of those old songs they chose, uh, Symphony for the Devil, I Started a Joke, House of the Rising Star, uh, Sun, you know, yeah. all that stuff. Love those songs. They, however, are not on the original soundtrack. So don't order the soundtrack. If you hear the intros and you went, oh man, actually that's a cool soundtrack. All those old rock and roll songs, boom, got to have it. No, it's all the modern rap stuff that's on the original soundtrack. And I'm not saying that's bad if you like it. I'm just saying you'll be disappointed if you're expecting to get all those old songs. I don't know why they're not on the soundtrack, but they're not. They should be because those songs are awesome. My only uh, point was that it was used to hype up the characters. And I felt like it really wasn't doing that. Um, But, you know, just based on those songs alone, I love those songs. Thanks, guys, for uh, tuning in for this discussion. Uh, We really appreciate it. And hit the like button if you did like this video. And also comment if you want us to discuss other movies that you're interested in watching or have already seen and would like our point of view on it. Uh, Thank you. Have a good weekend.